Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Marriage Therapy Radio. This is Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. This is episode 16. It is Valentine's week. And I hope you're feeling especially in love. This week we're talking about what do you do when you think you're boring? Um, So I hope you stick around. There's some exciting news um, regarding my family. And also uh, hope that you just enjoy uh, your week of love. Thanks. Bye. Hey, howdy. How's it going? Oh, hey, hey. Yeah, I'm good. Do you know anybody that says howdy, like in real life? Howdy. Yeah, my mom does. Definitely. Right on. My mom used to wear bolos and cowboy boots. Cool. Why? And had uh, had business in the front and party in the back. Okay. So she definitely says howdy. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, well, welcome to Marriage Therapy Radio. Uh, this is an important week in the life of Marriage Therapy Radio. One, because... Apparently, it is the most important love holiday of the year this week. That's this what is, some would say. Some would say, like Hallmark. Like Valentine's Day, right? Well, Hallmark would say Valentine's Day is very important. Yeah. yeah my husband do? would 100% disagree. We, well, do we do it? I would say I, I would love to be just like doted on and treated really sweetly um, for Valentine's Day. And correct me if I'm wrong, but do you feel like Valentine's Day is really just a day where men in particular, if they're in a heterosexual relationship, are to really put it on for the women? It's like a males do what they can for the females in this holiday. I think if you're talking about lady gifts and you buy cards and candies and flowers and you take her out on a date and it's up to you to plan it. Don't you feel so much pressure as a man? I feel zero pressure. Um, oh. But I'm probably with Ryan. In the past? Uh, Valentine's Day is not that big of a deal. No, in the past, yes. But you know when that was? When I was in high school. Uh-huh. When I was in high school and maybe college, and I think our first Valentine's Day as a married couple, I did go all out. But after that, it just kind of stopped being an important day for us. Yeah. Yeah. My, I think my husband it sort of explained things early on after... I had my feelings hurt by being let down that I wasn't being treated extra special like all the other women around me. Um, he explained to me that it's a Hallmark holiday and that it's it's made up for people to buy chocolate and all of that. So yeah, that's kind of the way I feel. Like it's just not a. It's more important for me to be paying attention to the small things every day than the big gestures on on Valentine's Day. Yeah, but do you ever go big ever? 
Yeah, I did. I mean, again, in high school, and like I said, the first year of our marriage, I, I designed this uh, gigantic scavenger hunt all over our small town that we lived in in Connecticut. Yes. I love scavenger hunts. So I had like the lady at the gas station, you know, had a clue and then somebody else had one and there were balloons in the car. And then uh, we went to a high school volleyball game and they had like a bunch of signs and it was pretty wild. I was, it was pretty impressive. I feel like I kind of earned 20 years of Valentine's Day with that, just that one. <laughs> so you just go big once and yeah, then you the first coast one. for 20 years. Yeah. Right on. See, a lot of people However, wouldn't want is... to set the bar so high. They're, they're like, I'm going to yeah. just work myself. I'm going to set the bar really, really low. But you've done the reverse. You're just, you stocked, stockpiled. Yeah. This year we're going out to dinner. I'm taking her to a fancy dinner, but we're using a gift card. So it doesn't That's doesn't even really better. No, it 100% yeah. counts because then you can go big and really feel like a baller. And you know what? Bring your own bottle of wine and pay that corkage fee. And then you even have more money. So that's when you feel good because you you go in with the mindset that you're only going to spend $100 on dinner. And then you throw that gift card into the mix and you get to go extra big. I love using gift cards. Are you allowed to take wine to a restaurant? Have you never done that? I've never done that. Oh, that is like a brilliant move. So here's the thing about taking wine to a restaurant. Generally, it's for people who enjoy really nice wine. And they have a special bottle of wine that they want to bring. And maybe they're bringing it to a restaurant that doesn't have um, like a super robust wine list. Uh, but you know what I do? I go and I buy like a like a $13 bottle of wine at the grocery store and I bring it. And it's 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 not something that needs like a corkage. They, they charge you a corkage fee. They should be charging me like a twist off fee when I come right in. <laughs> I've never brought in a box of wine, though. There's never been a space bag of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, that just gives me room for improvement. Maybe I could in the future, in the future. Maybe. So, uh, important week in the life of marriage therapy radio. So, uh, hope, happy Valentine's day. Everybody would love to hear how you guys celebrate another big thing happening this week. And I do not mind humble bragging is that, uh, my 15 year old is a professional actress and she is featured in a Netflix series that is dropping on Friday. It's Friday, February the 16th. It's called Everything Sucks. It's going to be really cool. If you are 36 years old, then you are the same age as my daughter's character. Her name is Leslie. And we're all really excited. We've been on pins and needles for almost a year now, waiting for it to come out. And uh, so that's what I'll be doing this Friday. And then... You're such a stage dad. This is awesome. I don't mind. I don't mind. Because if, it, if, it, if everybody who listens to this podcast, which is about, what, 3 million people... Uh, like I think closer to like eight billion, I believe. Yeah. Eight eight billion. If you guys all uh, log on to Netflix and chill with your loved one this weekend, <laughs> and the show gets picked up, I might be able to pay for college, which will be fantastic. Oh, yeah, right on. So excellent. I have an I have an ulterior motive to being a stage dad. This is great. Yeah. This is so great. Hey, what are we talking about today? A little bit of this stuff, right? Like I think that we, uh, you and I were chatting before about kind of this theme that's been coming into our offices lately, mostly about couples that are just feeling like they don't have a lot going on. They're not, they don't have a lot in common. They're kind of boring and mm -hmm. sort of wondering how to handle that, what to do about it. I had a, I had a lady yeah. just yesterday say, is it a big deal that we just don't have much in common? Uh, I look around at all my friends and they have these adventures that they go on, or they both love rock climbing, or they're both super into Game of Thrones. And, um, mm -hmm. and I think that's a tough, tough thing to, 
to pay attention to and wonder about when you're when you're not so sure what your what your own relationship is about. Yeah, just kind of getting bored bored and stale in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that the hard part that I complacent. see happening is that complacent. You would assume that this complacency might settle in. Um, I I imagine complacency or kind of boredom kicking up for someone who is doing the whole empty nesting where their kids have flown the coop and their primary focus that used to be on the kids is now no longer there. And I think that people just sort of feel like, what the hell do I do with all my time? Um, I'm bored. Or um, the one I have seen are is a couple who has been together for a while and maybe they're engaged to get married, but they haven't fully committed to marriage. And they're already saying, I'm bored. I'm just, I'm, I'm bored and I'm bored in this relationship. And that's scary for those younger couples, couples that have been together for very long to be staring down the barrel. Cause the, the assumption is if you're bored now, you're going to be bored forever. Do you think that people are bored because their, their life is boring or do you think they're bored because they are boring? I'm so glad you asked because I'm about to drop that hammer. Okay. Okay. Because I was thinking about if I've ever been bored and and I don't think I've ever really been bored. Um, I've been lots of things. I've been anxious and depressed and, and, Mm -hmm. and like tired, but I don't think I've ever really been bored. What do you think? I get bored. I get bored. I use the word uninspired though. And I used that word um, earlier this year. I went through an uninspired phase of a Mm. couple of months and I was, I really was kind of searching for the right word. But um, when I met my husband, I would say something along the lines of like, I'm just really bored. I want to get out of town. I want to do something. And he Mm. would repeat back to me, drives me nuts, like nails on a chalkboard. Boring people are bored. Mm. And I fully get that. I totally get that. And I would say that if couples are coming into my office and they're saying, I'm bored or this relationship is boring me. I would turn it back on them and ask them what they have done recently to make themselves less boring. Hmm. What have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's this, it's a, you know, what you just said, it kind of reminds me of um, what we sometimes call the fundamental attribution error. And it's when we, mm-hmm. when we look at say our partner and we identify in them, the quality that we hate the most about ourselves. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's sort of like, we have to look at them and look for the quality that we admire the most about ourselves um, and really look inside of ourselves to find out why the quality that they're demonstrating is troubling us. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard for people to do that, but I, I've never really thought about it in terms of the relationship. Like if the relationship is boring, maybe mm-hmm. that's also like people need to look at themselves and go, why am I boring? Um, yes. That's where, that's where I'm headed. Yeah. And there's so many fun things that I have seen couples do where, you know, they just took on a new hobby. They were, mm-hmm. and I took on a new hobby this last year. And I think that I'm incredibly interesting because of it. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm joking with you. <laughs> but um, I, I sort of got uninspired and I wrote a list of for things for myself of how can I become inspired? How can I become more interesting to myself mm. and bring more interest to my life? Um, and so I started reading and reading a lot about a lot of different things. And, um, 
just trying on some new hobbies, trying to do some things differently. Like I'm going to start running. I, I'm going to say this out loud. I told you that if I say it out loud, oh, that it's no. going to commit. Oh, should I not say it? Well, should I not I say mean, it? <laughs> it's really up to you. I'm not going to. I'm going to lock it. I'm going to lock it down because I really do want to do this. It's been on my mind. I, Laura Heck, will run a half marathon before June. Dun, dun, dun. Before June. Huh. All right. Yeah. So this is, that means training starts now. Okay. I, I can tell you that I've run a couple marathons in my life when I was much younger and um, marathons, mm-hmm, but the whole thing, mm-hmm. but let me tell you, um, I actually love the half marathon. I, that's my favorite race. Um, it's, did I say marathon or half? You said I'm half marathon. only run a half. Okay, good. No, you said half marathon. no, but I'm just saying I really like a half marathon. It's the perfect distance. I think for somebody who is not, um, like a diehard runner, but does want to stretch themselves and then, mm-hmm. um, Marathon is fun, um, but it's no, it's, it's not. It's yeah. I've it's, never heard anybody say a marathon is fun. You're full of it. Well, uh, my first marathon that I ever ran, I ran with Oprah. Yeah, Oprah Winfrey. Um, Oprah. It, yep. It was President the, Oprah. Yeah, it was the Marine Corps <laughs> Marathon in Washington D.C., and I was I guess twenty five, twenty six, and it was the year that she ran it, and we happened just to be on the same pace, and so. Um, no, her like entourage would pass me and then I would pass her and then she would pass me and I would pass her. And, um, so th- this is definitely one of those stories that you tell at a dinner party where mm-hmm. you're like, you know, never have I ever, but I don't think most people would admit that they were on pace with Oprah. I yeah. think most people would well, not want to You have to remember that. she had like personal trainers getting her ready and she had people that were inspiring her and pressing her. And I was not, not quite as ready as I wanted to be, but, um, I did beat her. I did beat her. So did she have uh, her me. her like little red rider truck. Do do you remember that episode where no, she pulled I've out like the seen little a red wagon? Episode of Oprah. Mm, that's unfortunate. It's good. It's a good one. You can go um, back and binge that. It's one of my uh, two truths and a lie uh, staples. So you're right. It is. That's good. It is one that I use at a dinner party. Yeah. Okay. We're super off topic, though. Hey, I actually am kind of curious. What would you do if, if 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 Rebecca came to you and said, "Zach, I'm bored in our relationship." Mm-hmm. I and and knowing that we you heard this podcast with Laura Heck and Laura said only boring people are are boring mm-hmm. people are bored. Yeah. Um, what would you do to make yourself more interesting to your wife? Oh, she's bored with me, or she's bored with the relationship. I think. All in all, that if somebody's bored in the relationship, both people can make themselves more interesting, which would then make the relationship more interesting. I think that, you know, contrary to what you suggested a little bit earlier, the the couples that I know that are most bored are bored because all of their attention is turned out from the relationship. It's turned toward their children. You know, they love their children. They want to go to soccer games. They want to go to plays. They want to go to uh, they want to help with homework, but they forget to be interested in one another. And I think mm-hmm. the number one thing I would do is just get out. I would get out of the routine, create mm-hmm. some kind of diversion, um, and just make it, um, I don't know, just make it surprising. I mean, we have some restaurants that we like to go to on a pretty regular basis. And minimally, if I said, let's go out to dinner, I would make sure it's a different restaurant. Um, yeah. Or let's find a new show. And And again, I don't want to be like idolizing TV, but let's find something that we like, or we like to play games. So mm-hmm. we might, I might go buy us a game or something. Um, mm-hmm. Just shake things up. I don't think it has to be super big. 
I think it can be and should be doable and it should be, you should be able to count it as like an easy win. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking, uh, I think that you always think about like the simple, smaller steps, the easy wins. And I mm -hmm. think a little bit more on a grander scale, mm -hmm. um, some things that I have been wanting to do. And I will be really honest. If you've ever tried to have a political conversation with me, um, I will become a total mute wallflower. Mm. I will not engage because I just don't, I don't care to really discuss politics, um, government. I didn't grow up in a household where it was discussed. I don't feel well-versed on it. And if I don't feel like I have anything of facts to discuss, even if it's an opinion, of course I have an opinion on social issues, but if I don't have facts to back it up, then I'm not going to engage with you when it comes to economics. And unfortunately I know that that's an area that my husband would love to engage in with me. So if he was to come to me and say, I'm bored, probably one of the first things I would do is en enroll in a couple of uh, like economic courses, poli-sci courses at a local community college, because I do feel like I could take on a lot of information and it would feed right back into my relationship. That would be a big gesture. Yeah, it sure would. And, and you know, it's interesting as we're talking about this, I'm imagining either your your husband or my wife coming up and saying, hey, I'm bored. Um, mm -hmm. And and what that, I mean, that's, a, it seems like that'd be a really safe relationship, but also there's a little taste of contempt in it, right? Like, like it's your problem. Our spouses are telling us that we're bored and then it's, and then we're the ones who have to solve it somehow. And I think, mm -hmm. I think it comes back to me, like this woman in my office yesterday who was really talking about, I mean, her fear that they didn't have anything in common. And... Mm -hmm. And I was like, you got to raise the altitude up a little bit because you're not you're not interesting because you both like to play tennis. You're interesting because right. you have a shared vision, um, and you mm -hmm. have a you have an idea of where you're headed as a as a family. Um, you have a, uh, I think we've talked about this a little bit once before about kind of yeah. this notion yeah. of purpose and like your your family has a seal on it, you know. And it and sometimes uh -huh. you can be interested in generosity or hospitality or gratitude and uh, or adventure. And you know, I mean, Rebecca and I don't like doing many of the similar things at all. Um, but we do mm -hmm. have a sense of, we want, um, at least to be aligned in our, in our parenting and in our, in our sense of equality. And I think that makes us interesting. I think people are. Yeah. So. Yeah. I bet you guys are really good at, at, at like a dinner party where you're not like the same people. You don't come and just sort of finish each other's sentences. You have yeah. different conversations going at all times. Yeah, we disagree with each other quite a bit. So, <laughs> um, I haven't learned how to say yes, dear. Oh, you'll get there. Yeah. You'll get there. <laughs> um, one thing that I'm really excited about that I think will make our life more fun and interesting and not boring is we're really looking at buying a sprinter van. Do you know what a sprinter van is? I do, yeah. So it's considered a class B, B as in boy, RV. And it is tight and it's small and, it, and it's not what you would consider an RV. It's sort of a, like a tall minivan. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm so excited. I'm willing to give up my Tahoe to get a sprinter van so that we can go explore. And we came to this conclusion by going down memory lane and asking each other a series of questions. And what we found out through these series of questions over dinner is that the times in our life where we have had the most connection and the most fun and what sticks out the most in our entire lifespan together 
is when we are being adventurers together. Mm. And um, we do that through camping and we do that through vacations. And in order to make that happen, we are willing to invest a good amount of time and energy and planning and money into recreating those for the, for the future. And it's so fun yeah. to plan it. Cool. Yeah. All right. So if I can't buy a sprinter van and I don't really like watching TV or playing tennis, like what's the takeaway for our friends that are listening and, and qu- maybe even questioning like that they have this fear that they're boring or that the relationship is boring? Well, I think that the first part is just taking a look at yourself and what have you done to be interesting to yourself? recently? What have you Mm -hmm. done to be inspired and to feed yourself? Because when you're inspired and you are waking up every morning with energy and you're moving forward through life, you're interesting to other people. Um, and, and they want to engage with you and they want to follow in the same footpath and the same, they want to do what you're doing. So I would say if, if you're in a boring relationship or it's grown stale, I would take a look at yourself first and understand what can you do to be more interesting and more inspired change things up, what would you do? Yeah, for me, I think it's uh, kind of shaking shaking your head and disabusing yourselves of the notion that somehow you have to be um, exceptional to be not boring. I think you can be simple and still be interesting. I think you can be small and still be, um, well, still be extraordinary. Um, yeah. And that can, that, can, that can just be that you, you know... Um, this couple again yesterday, they were sort of like, we wake up every day and the first thing we do is fret about money. And I'm like, well, what mm. about if you woke up every day and you had some kind of like wonder twins activate phrase that you used with each other to help you just remember that you're in it together and that money's not bigger than you are and that your kids need to see you, um, you know, setting a good example rather than being weighed down. So I don't know. I think it can be the little things that really go a long way in situations like this. Mm-hmm. So, so side note, there has been, um, I, I have had couples come through and maybe we'll do an entire episode when it comes to financials, but uh, couples that come in and they're, we're worried about money and it's a concern. You have couples that are worried about money? I know it's really weird, right? It's always shocking to me when they say, oh, money is a concern. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's strange. I just increased my rates. <laughs> Hope that doesn't bother you. <laughs> no, but, but it's, it's um, a big deal. But they they turned a concern into something that then became almost like a game for them. Mm. And there's some apps out there where you can be investing your money in specific ways. I know that you played with money a while back. It became almost like a hobby for you with mm-hmm. investing with a good buddy of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's really interesting. You can take concerns and you can make them work for you. Mm-hmm. But you do have to be really intentional about it. And um and I wish I knew the name of this app, but there's a ton of them out there of ways to get couples on the same page and to almost gamify it for you. Well, and that's exactly the right word. You know, I think um, people, kids, or when they're bored, we want them to go outside and play. And yeah. I think if you can, if you feel bored, try playing, um, whether that's Ooh. bored in the bedroom or bored in your just day-to-day motions. I mean, just just try to play, gamify your money. Um, Mm -hmm. set some goals, Mm -hmm. decide to run a marathon so that you can't, you're not bored with running anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So. No, I totally get that. I like that. That's a really good way to sort of wrap this up is just make it a game play. Yeah. And also down, uh, Netflix and chill this weekend. Enjoy Valentine's day and, uh, and watch everything sucks. Yeah. Right on. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. 
Hey, thanks so much for listening to the latest episode. We're about turning the corner and heading into Valentine's Day. And just as a reminder, gift giving is not always the answer for Valentine's Day. Yes, it is and does feel good to receive gifts if you are listening, my mister. But there are many ways to show your love and appreciation for your partner. So just keep in mind that sometimes words of affirmation and gratitude is all that it takes. And speaking of gratitude, thank you so much for those of you who have been leaving us amazing reviews on iTunes. Um, And also a reminder, we are on Stitcher. We are also on Google Play and TuneIn. So there's many ways to listen to us. And I do appreciate for those of you who are forwarding our podcast on to friends and family so that they can also enjoy the little nuggets that we have to share with you. So thank you so much for the time and investment that you are putting into your relationship for better. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.